Trading. Hey, pass the salt. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It is time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Well, who would have believed that it would be six years before Michelle would ever appear on the show? In fact, I just realized this as we're sitting down here. You can slide over here. Multi-million dollar studio looks. There's Myra and there's Joe and there's Betty and there's Paul and there's Jeff. We roll down the list. 100 people in the queue right now. We're on the screen. She's never realized there's another screen over I did, here. I did. And then I'm working on the computer down here. Michelle is 66 today. You ever seen a prettier 66-year-old than what you got in front of you right now? Had twist her arm. Uh, I had to twist her arm to get her down there because she said, no. But By the way, I, can I say this just before we get gone? Ten soldiers and Nixon's coming. They're finally on our way. One of the greatest protesters of all time, Neil Young, is against free speech. Poor dead in Ohio. Oh, no. <laughs> it's, it shows how crazy the world is, folks. Can you believe that? The Neil Young, who made a, his whole career off of protesting, now doesn't want people to protest unless they agree with him. Boy, if, this, if I didn't have my beautiful wife with me today, I'd take you down that rabbit hole for sure here. But I promised uh, all of it, twisted her arm. Is there a prettier 66-year-old than this? Stop, stop, no, I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I, I, I thank God for her every day. So she's, Michelle's, uh, listen, I, like I said, I don't want to turn this into Tammy Faye and Jim Baker, right? That's not what we're trying to do. I'm not, I'm not Pastor Dave, and this is Pastor Michelle. I, I ain't never going to go there, okay? But I became amazed. I was talking to Michelle about it the other day, and I said, uh, Michelle, there's a lot of people that don't know you. She said, oh, they all know me. They all know me. I said, yeah, Betty does, and you know, Myra does, and I ran down the list. I said, there's 100 and some people just in the queue that never have heard a word from you. So I've been twisting hard to get her down there, and it is her birthday, and uh, we are happily married 42 years. Go ahead, hon. I just had a piece of trivia. What happened 36 years ago on January 28th? Anybody know? I know. I know. I don't even have to look. It was Data Privacy Day. Uh, No, but good guess. No, I have no idea. Sure you do. Maybe some of you weren't even born. They left the surly bounds of Earth to touch the face of NASA died, yeah. The, The NASA blew up. NASA, yeah, space, space shuttle left the surly bonds of Earth to touch the face of God. And it had the teacher on it. Yeah, what was her name? Krista McAuliffe. Krista McAuliffe. Christine oh, yeah. McAuliffe. Challenger. The Challenger. Now they're making coins. Challenger. Yeah. Challenger, right. The Challenger. Space shuttle blew up 36, 36 years, years ago. ago today. And to think of that, she was only 30. <laughs> 30 years old when it happened. I'll, I'll get myself in trouble. 
She's prettier now than she was at 36. By that, I mean this. By, thir- by that, a lot of people are pretty at 30. It's something to stay okay, pretty at, 30, okay, at 66. Enough, enough. Right. We're going to fight right on I took her out show. to dinner last night. She ate half her meal. It's what she always does. So uh, I don't even know what to do, do here other than just start talking. Michelle, question number one. I'm going to open it up. I'm going to let you guys interview my wife here today. Uh, what, what Michelle and I do together at Pass Assault Ministries is so outside of her comfort zone. Because deep inside her heart's conflict. She's an, she's an appeaser. I don't mean that in a bad way. She's, she's, she's just a peacemaker and, and a peacekeeper, more than a peacemaker. She's a peacekeeper, and I'm not. And so this walk that we've walked together past the Salt Ministry since 2000-whatever, 2003, I think it was. We really got going on it. Well, actually, 1997, since we got sued by the ACLU, has not always been a comfortable walk for her. But she's always said, you go, man. You go. You go. In fact, she would say to me, you, get, you need a battle. Get out of here. You need a fight. And she was always encouraging me to go do the fight, especially in the early days of our, of our ministry. Now she's trying to rope me in a little bit. She says, you're not the young guy you used to be. And it's true. So, um, Michelle. Michelle's got a question for you. Go ahead, Michelle. Who's it? Oh, okay. She's up here. I, so um, I would kind of love. She'll pop up here. That tells me they're raising their hands. See how that works? Myra's got her hand up. Okay. Good morning. And then, and then usually when they talk, they pop up here. Spencer, I must have done something wrong on my screen because I just see Michelle and I don't see uh, Michelle. Can you kind of fix that Rochelle's for us? Yeah, but she'll pop. She should pop on right oh. here. Okay. My nose. <clears throat> when she talks, Michelle. Oh. Go ahead, Michelle. I'm sorry. Uh, that's okay. Hey, good morning, team. Um, I would love to hear how you two met. Okay. Um, I graduated from college and I taught elementary school in Gambier, Ohio. She graduated in 1978 from Ohio Western University. Go ahead. And I got a job where Kenyon College is, if anybody knows where that is, but it was at the elementary school. And um, the gym teacher at our school coached football with coach. And he says, I got uh, somebody you need to meet. And I said, okay. So the gym teacher introduced me to, to the high school gym teacher in September. And we got engaged in November. Love at first sight, they say. But waited till the next November because my mom was sort of. Her mom thought she's. Shocked. Yeah. She, her mom wanted her to marry somebody rich and she married somebody wanted to marry somebody poor. And uh, so we, we, we were engaged for about a year before we actually finally got married, but she was first year teacher. And uh, I hunted her down like a dog. <clears throat> Myra. I was, Good I'm, morning. I'm, Saints. Happy I'm, birthday. I'm, 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 I'm sorry. Sorry, Myra. I'm three year old, years older than Michelle. So she was this little thing of 22 years old. And I was an old guy at 25. So I, I took advantage of my, life experience. Go ahead, Myra. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, um, Michelle, I have a question for you. Um, what will you advise for the people that they're in the valley of decision concerning make uh, concerning Jesus and making him uh, the savior of their life? Will you give us a prayer to bring somebody into the kingdom? 
now? I think right. Do you? She's asking Myra. Are you asking her to pray right now, or how would she do it? What are you asking? Well, she can she can do it either way, whatever she wants. But what is her advice for somebody who is in the valley of decision concerning yeah. finding the Lord Jesus Christ? <clears throat> Thank you. Great question, Myra. Michelle, you ready to answer that? She's sometimes wow, not as quick I'm, on her feet as I'm I am. Not. I'm just. I've told you this before. I'll speak for Michelle here. That's not the focus of what we do. Yeah, but. We share the truth and allow the Holy Spirit to draw them into the kingdom. And uh, even though I came to the Lord, Michelle did as well by uh, walking a saying, walking an aisle and say a prayer. Hers was a little bit different than mine. Uh, it wasn't real. I may have been saved at that point. But that was just walking in. That was just walking in, into the door. Uh, she's well. As we learn on the show, nobody but the Holy Spirit can draw you to the Lord. And so, my prayer in the last, um, I don't know, ever since I heard Russ Dizdar's testimony about um, how the Holy Spirit chased him down. He was running from the pastor at his party, and he ran to his house and got in bed and that night the holy spirit spoke to rust is our spirit and he accepted christ and his life changed so when people are in that valley of decision you give them the truth you tell them all about it and then my prayer every night for those um that are in that uh, position of not knowing jesus i pray that the holy spirit the holy spirit will connect with their spirit somehow some way somewhere and that when the holy spirit from above connects with the spirit in that person that they will surrender their lives to jesus because no one comes to the father right except except the spirit draws them. them so that has been my prayer for the people in the valley of decision you tell them the truth but every night i mean i know i go to bed lord please Holy Spirit. Send the hounds of heaven after them. Right. That is my prayer every night for those that I'm praying for their salvation. It's not like you so it's not like we're in business, we're trying to close a deal. Trying to get you saved, trying to get you to buy the car, trying to get you to buy the, the timeshare. No, no. Tell them the truth, share the truth, let the Holy Spirit draw them. Right. One man plants, another man waters, God's ultimately the one that draws them. You cannot do it on your own. Take the pressure off. Share and move on. That's my guess, Myra. Betty, come on in. Do you see them over here, honey? See their hands? Yeah, up? but yeah. that's what I do every night. It's hard. Hey. Two spirits would meet. And... Yep. Listen, I know there were a lot of people praying for me before I got saved, and uh, it came in a way nobody would have ever expected, right? So let the, let the Holy Spirit be the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. Go ahead, Betty. Good morning, Michelle. Um, I just want to say happy birthday. And I also want to say that you are such a blessing to others. You can't even imagine. You'll never even realize how much you have done for others. Well, my first question is, what do you do with coach yelling? (laughs) He's yelling at people. I love it personally. But and the second one is, what is the funniest memory of you and coach or yourself Mm -hmm. that you can remember that was just out of this world, if well, first, you want to share it. Spencer, <laughs> te- little technical issue here. Usually when the people speak, they appear on my screen. That's not happening now. I don't, I don't know why. Um, do I yell? Do I yell? Talk, talk about my yelling. 
Well, he's a football coach, and that's what football coaches do. And um, do I run around the house yelling? No, he never. He doesn't do that at home at one single bit, unless he's really frustrated at something really stupid that doesn't work or it's broken, and I ask him to fix it, and he can't fix <laughs> it. So, you know, it's just part of what he does. His it's not. He's mad. It's his passion he has for people. Not anger, passion. No, it's, yeah, it's a passion. And if you don't understand the passion, um, you could get offended at it. But Or read it as anger. It's not anger. It's really the passion when he yells and is caring, when he yells at people. Or I hear him on the show. I always laugh. I go up when the show's over. I go she leaves the million-dollar studio and goes upstairs. And there's the registers that go up to our our bathroom and I can hear him going, Oh my gosh, who's he yelling at today? And um so I don't it's really comes from passion and he doesn't yell at home except I said when he gets frustrated. Now she asked about something things. funny. Something, oh, something Oh God, every day it's funny with him. Every single day. I can't think of a Sorry Betty, we'll come back to that funny one. memory. <clears throat> Jerry, come on in. I just happen to know this show. Morning. Morning, Michelle. Up here from Canada. I want to say congratulations on the day of your birth and congratulations for 42 years together. And you, you got to know that everybody's going to want to ask this question. 42 years, what's your secret? Yeah, what's made it work? <laughs> Great question, Jerry. Because I do think a lot of people kind of want, I don't even know what makes it work. What, what makes it work? Uh, number one, Jesus is at the head of our relationship and everything we do and say, and he, you know, he is first in our lives and um, everything that we do and say, and is, uh, is filtered through Jesus Christ. It's not that we haven't had our times. huh? No. And then um, I thought people were going to ask me that we're just, that is our connection and the, of Jesus and our marriage. And then a mutual we, love for each other. I really love her. She really loves me. And I know this, she really wants what's best for me. And I really want what's best for her. And she knows that. So when we get into those conflicts, which we all get into, right? At the bottom of that is that truth. I love her and I want what's best for her. And I know her so well that I know sometimes she won't do what has to be done because it'll hurt somebody else or ca- cause hardship. So she won't do it. So I say, we're going to do it. Right. And then she tempers me really well the other way. And, you know, yeah, we really balance each <clears throat> other in our personalities and temperance like that. But yet we're two individual people in 42 years. I've never felt like under the thumb, you do what I say, you know, um, get in the dish, get in the kitchen, wash dishes and, she yeah, thrives we, in the kitchen. She loves loves being in the kitchen. So right? I just think when you start your marriage and you just you're together with Christ, but you have your independence and you your own thing. I I do what I like to do, and he does what he <clears> likes <throat> to do. It, and we don't stop each other and say you can't do that. Well, once the hormones roll uh, wear off, you begin to understand that marriage, for the most part, is outside the bedroom, isn't it? So if, if if you don't if you don't have it going on outside the bedroom, it, you know, you get what I'm saying, right? So it's a growth process, and I uh, I don't know what I do 
I didn't have her laying. Wives, let your husband do what he's been called to do. Don't if he's been called to do it. Right. If he's been called to do it, don't hold him back. Let him go. Don't be mad if he goes out and does stuff for Jesus. You got to find where either you go with him or you find your thing to do. And um, hold down we've the done that for forty-two years. So, Amen. James, come on in, Jim. Good morning. I have a comment and a question. Um, Michelle, when you have events that Sky High Coach is always lauding your participation as a graceful and generous hostess, and that's an encouragement to the body of Christ and represents your submission and obedience to the body. So thank you for that. Um, outside of coach, who would you say has had the most influence on your Christian walk? Wow, we, we were talking about that last night at dinner. Great question, Jim. Yeah, we were. We were. Uh, I don't know if we have an answer. Do you have an answer? Wow. The coach has definitely been my influencer. I can't think when of we go places, person. It's but well, <clears throat> it's just been through every season of life. There is God has put a person in there to mentor, to to teach about Jesus. Just from the beginning, when we first got saved, I hate to say this, but um, we went to World Harvest Church we, with uh, Rod Parsley back in 1987, and I learned so much about the Bible from him. And then we went to a small church in Selma, Ohio, and had a wonderful uh, pastor there. And every every step along the way, there has been some person that has influenced us and stood by us and taught us just in every season of life. I can't think of one other. Well, she asked me last night at lunch or dinner, whatever that thing was we had last night. Uh, we were talking about mentorship. She said, who, men, who's your, who are your mentors? And uh, I won't get into it, but it, was, it really made me stop, stop and think. And same thing to her, who are, who are your mentors? And it's amazing that through, through this walk, if, uh, all of you, I think many of you would agree with this, it's been different people at different stages. This guy mentored me, and at this stage, somebody else mentored me, and at this stage, somebody else mentored me. And maybe one day I get a phone call from this guy, and he mentors me. And I may have a conversation with somebody tomorrow, and they may mentor me. So I think the idea, I got away a long time ago from following one person, one pastor, one a long time ago. I got away from that. And I think she, I think she kind of did too. Yeah? Yeah, like I said, different people in different stages. God knows who to bring across location. your path. He knows who to bring across your path. Most importantly, the Lord shows you who you can trust. That's, that's more important to me than the advice. Can I, trust, can I trust the advice? Can I trust the person giving me the advice? That means everything to me. If I can trust them, then I can, then I can deal with, with the advice. Amen? Mm-hmm. Amen. Uh, Georgia. Amen. Thanks, Mark. We love you, Mark. We appreciate it. Michelle loves you. Loves you and, and uh, Judy. Amen. Georgia, come on in. And Clay. See how I'm doing that, hon? See it over here? These are the hands raised. Oh, Get, I see. Got to unmute yourself, Georgia, if you want to jump in here. If not, I know Clay's re- raring to go. Go ahead, Clay. Yes, ma- well, I accidentally hit my There you hand. go. There you but go. I, 
Michelle and I share the same birthday, and I'm 65, and she's 66. Well, happy birthday to you. And Bobby Lee's birthday. And Bobby Lee's birthday is today. Happy birthday, Bobby Lee. I think we're on a special day, born on a special day, and happy birthday, Michelle. Where do you live, Georgia? Stillwater, Oklahoma. Awesome. Stillwater, that's home of the that's that football team, those Boomer Sooners, aren't they out there in Stillwater? My son's a big Oklahoma fan. We're, we're giving him medicine for it. It hadn't worked yet, though. Uh, yeah. Clay, come on. Bless you. Bless you, Georgia. Come on in, Clay. Okay. When, uh, when, coach, when coach stepped out of the boat and left coaching and he started uh, – can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. When yeah. coach stepped out of the boat and started coaching and, and uh, you know, got into this ministry full time, what are some of the biggest changes that you saw happen wow. in coaches' life and in your life? And what are some of the biggest impacts that's had on your life? Wow. Well, first of all, let, let me jump in here real quick, Clay, then I'll let her answer. Uh, we went from the most solid uh, profession you could be in, tenured teacher, everything, to I quit. I, didn't, I, never, I never got fired. I quit. And we moved from London, Ohio, to my back to my home area, where we are right now. I didn't have a job. She didn't have a job. So how come you didn't divorce me? That's kind of the question, right? Well, what we went through at London, Ohio, was just, I don't know how to explain it. Um, it was devastating. And it bonded us. It was awful. I would tell people... I, that I felt like I was on the paparazzi. They'd come to our house, channel 10, channel six, channel four. It went on and on and on and on and on. And you had, I thought I'm never going to be famous because <laughs> it was, it was one of the hardest thing. And the people who attacked us there were Christian. In fact, the meeting that they had to, to, lynch, the mob, to lynch, lynch me. meeting was held in the sanctuary of a church, Methodist church. They held a lynch mob meeting in the Methodist Church Sanctuary. And by the way, we showed up uninvited. It's great. Go ahead. So, so anyway, it was like a gradual pro process that God just put in my heart. It was, you know, this, this, even our security, everything. Everything was uprooted. Was, our family was yeah, there. They've been our life for, for 10, 11 years. It was tough, the kids man. were getting attacked. And it was like, it's. it's you knew when that see when the, uh, TV guy called. He wasn't going to make you look good. You just knew that, right? So anyway. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm going to sneeze. No, it's just saying it was. So by the time we decided to move, you know, it was just in our heart. This is it. Football is secondary to Jesus. And it's time to move on. And, and this little sweetheart went to work for three years. I was out of the workforce. I, I work too, but anyway. She, went, she took went, a full-time teaching job. I didn't have a job. She took a full-time teaching job for three years to help pass Assault Ministries get on its uh, feet, and she never griped, never moaned, never complained. She well, was it was a, a walk through the wilderness. <clears throat> we, he, we were on top of the game. He was going to be the next Woody Hayes, and then. I was the next Woody Hayes. I just didn't know it. Go ahead. And then it was, it was humbling and. He took a job at a school in the backside of the desert in, ha in a handicap class. Multi-handicap. With, with um, a kid who was came to school on a chain. 
on the leash. They chained him down. Had kids and diapers, anything. So it was the backside of the desert, and I saw how God just changed his heart. He was, he was humbled. He was gracious, and that backside of the desert, we really, really, really got bonded together. We we went through it together. That's how we did it. She picked it up and ran with it, and we fought that fight together. It's the only way you can do it. Yeah, hey, listen. Persecution hmm, either destroys you or empowers you. Either, either You make the choice on what it's going to do to you in your life. Well, that's either what I was going to say is you probably got run through the gauntlet a couple of times, and so once you come out the other side of that, uh, you, you know, that's kind of what I'm curious about is what blessings you started seeing coming out of that after you Here's one of the things we found out most of all was uh, who our friends were. And by the way, who our friends weren't. I think that was the most enlightening thing of the whole experience for me is who my friends weren't. Boy, that's a a hard one to go through, man. Well, and we came back to his hometown and there's that scripture, every year with honor everywhere but your own hometown. And (laughs) You know, he grew up here and nobody until this day really knows what's, they don't know what I do. what's going on. And when we came, our girls, one girl was uh, in junior high and Abby was in uh, junior in high school. We uprooted her right out of high school. Right out of high school. But the Lord. Um, the they needed school. it, man. They needed it. They needed it out of that place. So we just started building a new life here and um, the Lord blessed them and their gifts. I of softball and we just started being the parents. Both of our daughters played college softball. Mary, uh, Mag, uh, Maggie played at Marietta College. She's the baby. And Abby played at Hillsdale College. And so they're both four-year college athletes. Zach played football at uh, Kenyon and then finished up at Denison University. So, so our lives just went on and we just um, <clears throat> started a new life and just here we are. Here we Here are. Right. I never look back. I never more look back. No. It was the probably one of the hardest things I've ever had to go through at London. But the Lord, you just that which doesn't kill you only makes you stronger. That's that's what they used to tell the guys all the time. Rochelle, come on in, and Jeff now. Um, could you remind us how many kids you guys have raised, and, and how many grandchildren you have, and maybe. One of your favorite, you know, family memories or holiday memories or something like that. That's that's her that's her area. Oh no! Well, we have one son who's thirty nine who just had his first baby, Scarlett, December twenty seventh, and um, then we have Abby, who's thirty eight, and she had her fourth baby, Cora on January 5th. And we have Maggie, who's 34, who's the mom of Declan, which you all prayed for. And Declan, she had three little girls and had lost a baby, Archer, who is buried under the cross at Sky High. So if you all come to Sky High, we have a little grandson. Maggie's tough. She miscarried in the toilet. Sixteen weeks old, so he's at Sky High, and then little Declan. And so we have nine grandchildren. And every day, every day, because we all live close, which is a really blessing. We have Opie the cat. Don't get me going on Opie. 
Call in Jeff now. Oh, I'm sorry. The other question. Oh, every day. I every day is just with the kids. Something different comes up. Um, we've had a lot of fun vacations. Just Michelle has a servant's heart. She gets up in the morning. The first thing she thinks of is others, especially her children and grandchildren. She's a so we remarkable continue, woman. Uh, to make memories. That's all we, we do. We talk, I had the girls, we all came over, spent the night, made forts. Every day is make a memory day <clears throat> with the kids because who knows? The opportunity to build into our grandchildren. <laughs> Folks, don't miss that. Jeff Nell, come on in. Yeah. Well, greetings from 2,221.6 miles away. <laughs> I mentioned Michelle, I mentioned <clears throat> Michelle when, the first time at the first boot camp. And it was quite an experience. And I noticed you have such energy and zeal. And you have so she much never passion. I told you that's what I'm putting on a gravestone. She never quit. Yeah. She never quit. So, so my question to you, Michelle, where does your energy come from? Well, I get a really good night's sleep. I could just um, trying to be healthy. Her energy comes from love. Serving. She's I mean, love-driven. Right. Yep, she's love-driven. She totally, completely pours out herself for others. That's that's all I can. Where the energy comes from, I don't know. I know this: when she hits the pillow at night, she sleeps pretty good. She she never quit. Good question, Jeff. Joe Allen, come on in, Joe. <clears throat> Michelle, there's a bunch of things we can talk about <clears throat> that we appreciate you and Coach for and love. You know, even though we created and started on a sky high coach did. And a lot of us, I came and counseled them, Mark Trump, Dill Social, Bob Lee, Chad, all of us that came up there to give us support and love. Yep. But what I, I like especially about Michelle is when we have events or when we come to you guys and we are couples, Michelle goes straight to the woman mm. and she encourages her and if it wasn't for for michelle encouraging carol i probably wouldn't been able to do a lot of stuff i i got a chance to do up there because it takes two of us if you are couples it takes two of you to be, to be together well joe i want thanks for saying that joe she is the most self-effacing person i know she, she doesn't I try to tell her all the time how wonderful she is, or like you just did, Joe. And she, she didn't do it for that. She just, it's just her. It just, it just oozes out of her. That's all I can say. Well, and I want to try to encourage the women more than anything, because this walk is not easy. Whether you're single or widowed or divorced or married, the walk is not easy. And we need to encourage one another. I love Carol. She's so sweet and always. Yep. She encourages me just by saying thank you or whatever. And See, and also, I want you to understand this. She loves me enough to say, you dumbass, what are you doing? She loves me enough to say that as well. And I know when she says it, I'm a dumbass most times. <laughs> right? And and so, uh, hey, we're one. We're one. Right. That's all I can say. We're stuck. Yeah, don't stuck be here. afraid. When your husbands are acting stupid and stuff, you need to tell them you're acting stupid in love and stop acting stupid. Yeah, stop acting. <laughs> By the stupid. way, she's also a great judge of character. 
she'll say, you better be careful with that guy. You better be careful with that lady. She's a great, whew, she has an antenna on that one. Dr. Paul, come on in. Good morning, y'all. Uh, yeah, your favorite verse when everything looks like it's going south. Romans eight twenty eight. Which is? All things work together to those who love the Lord. For good. All, those- all things work together for good. Not all things are good. Not all things are good. We know that. But they're going to work together for good to those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. In fact, uh, Dr. Paul, uh, I've, I've, been, I've been radically transformed just this week from the teaching that we did on Monday where I talked about no weapon formed against us will, that will prosper. It's changed my entire way of thinking this week. To understand that every day when you get up, and I've tried to share this with Michelle, every day when I get up, hey, Paul, there's a weapon formed against you, dude. You better realize that. Every one of us, when we get up, there's a weapon formed against us. And the promise is it's not going to prosper. It's not going to do what the enemy sent it to do. So when something rises up, like we got a, we had an issue yesterday with our, one of our grandsons. Boom, there comes that arrow. There comes that weapon. And what did I say? It's not going to prosper. It's not going to prosper. They're not going to stop shooting the arrows. The promise is not that they're not going to shoot the arrows. They're not going to shoot the weapons. They're not going to throw the hand grenades. The promise is they ain't going to prosper. It ain't going to work. And the only way that the enemy wins is through worry and fear. We get all bound up and worry about what might happen and this might happen and this might happen. Well, it ain't going to happen, but you're going to have a miserable Time till you figure out it's not going to happen. And Psalm thirty-seven twenty-three: the steps of a righteous man and woman are ordered by the Lord, and He delights in His way, and His right hand will uphold you. Our steps are all ordered, all ordered. God knows about it. Boom. Sometimes you're going to feel like you're going to fall, but I just feel like you're falling, and His hand comes out, and He just grabs you and pulls you out. He knows what's going on. Our steps are ordered. We're London set, was ordered. Dr. Paul's been set up, hasn't he? he you have been set up, Doc. <laughs> but God knows that. That's right. That's right. He, not, only did he, not only was it set up, he set you up. <laughs> You're the guy he chose to get set up. So when that weapon came against you, it ain't going to prosper. Go ahead. Do your hands still up, Paul? Is that it? Uh, no, I actually had a, uh, an important question. Um, well, I... From my listening to Coach, we both had an issue with uh, um, substance abuse or whatever you want to call it. Uh, um, yeah, I guess, what did you do? Because that's not something you can do much about when somebody goes down that road. I I just I never really had a, an abuse problem, but I, I just stopped one day and said, I'm not going to drink anymore. <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm just, I, I'm going to do it. What, what is that? What good does that do me? Why do I do that? So well, it tastes good. Yeah, but you're not drinking it for the taste. You're drinking it for something else, right? She was praying for you. Yeah, well, and I was a teetotaler for probably 10, 12 years. I'll drink a beer. I drank a beer last night when I took her out to eat, but uh, I, you have to be careful. I conquered that beast. I don't, I don't need a beer. I would only drink a beer because I enjoy it. That, that's the only reason. And so when I made, I, I, I believe this in the bottom of my heart, folks, you can overcome anything. 
whatever that temptation is, whatever that habit is, whatever it is that you're dealing with, overeating, anger, what you can overcome it all. You're just going to have to make a decision. And you, I ain't going to do it. <laughs> I'm just not going to do it. Take captive every thought. Yep. That it easily exalts itself. Against okay. the knowledge of God. Take captive every I ain't doing that. I'll Most scroll of you who know my biggest sin I can, is worry. Fear. That's the weapon the, de- the devil fear uses. Fear of, you know, like when, I know yesterday they text you about little Emmy. Oh, her blood count is hemoglobin is low and blood. I text Dr. Uh, Dr. Paul, yeah, not the rest I mean, of that it. kind of stuff just gets at you. Gets like, what now? <clears throat> it's Maggie. And there, of course, the doctors are saying, she's got to go to children's. Folks, you got to be aware. Listen, this is for all oh. of us. Okay. You have to be aware of the power of words, right. of the ability to somebody, of somebody else to plant something in you. That is not true. You have to be very, very careful of that. And Paul, that little thing that you text back, I, Forward it to my daughter, and it brought her brought her a little bit of peace, right? And what did you call it, Paul? What I thought it was a profound. In fact, I I said to Michelle, I said, "Let me read this. Let me see if I can find it here real quick." And it's just stuff I, like I this. Can, I can tell you. <laughs> yeah, you call doctors, it. Doctors love to chase numbers. <laughs> chasing numbers, chasing numbers. That's what you said, right? But they, yeah, and they don't look at the big picture. How is the child doing? Is the child yeah. playful? Is the child sickly? You know, and then they go down this route of changing numbers, and the next thing yeah. is kids going yeah. through this fear-driven yeah. system that makes things worse. Amen. The power yeah. of prayer, the power of of healing, doesn't come from these doctors. Sorry, I'm just going to cuss here. Yeah, um, and. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I, I don't, I don't do pediatrics. I just want you to know that. But yeah, we know. But it was comforting because that's where the enemy, my arrows. I know the girls know too. Michelle, quit it, quit it, quit it. Yeah, ha- it's a constant battle. Yeah, we're trained to trust doctors, right? And if a doctor tells you something, well, hell, it's got to be the gospel, right? That's got to be true. And so, I mean, we've done it to ourselves. Listen, let me say this real quick because I got a powerful email today. I want you guys. I'll be right with you, Dale and Janine, Jeff. This is a powerful email. I don't, um, I'm, I'm not going to look for it. But uh, the idea of second truth, second mm-hmm. truth being more powerful than first truth. And and a, a, a first truth is something that we learned the first time. What's that? No, never mind. Uh, first truth is something you learn. Let's say Santa Claus, right? You learn about Santa Claus. That's first truth. And then when you learn the second truth, that Santa Claus isn't really Santa, you can never go back and believe that first truth again. You can never, they can lie to you all you want to, and you can't go back and learn that first truth again. And Mark Trump, I was thinking about you, that a lot of times the second truth truly learned is more powerful than the first truth. Once That's what that's what receiving Jesus is all about. See, it's the second truth, the real truth. And think about this, again, as the emailer said to me, think about somebody who was profoundly lost, an atheist, and lived their life lost, and then, that was their first truth, and then they get found. Think how powerful a Christian they become based on that second truth, that Jesus is real. He is who he says he is. That second truth can be more powerful than the first truth. I thought that was, thought that was pretty profound. Dale, come on in. Hand down? Did I lose you, Dale? 
Janine, come on in. Happy birthday, Michelle. And they say behind Thanks. every good good man is a, a wonderful woman. And Better woman. You can, yeah, you can actually see that when you, I did anyway at several events or at Sky High. So it was really great to see both of you work as one. And you and I know at one time I thought he was, Dave was maybe um, saying something different about you. And I did send an email and said, don't you talk about your wife that way. But, and he probably wasn't even meaning it I that would never way. Dis- I would never disrespect her, I, ever. Exactly. Ever. But um, happy birthday. Thank you. Yeah. Prettier every day. Uh, Jeff, come on in. And then Mark John. Coach, if I can, I'm sorry. I don't mean to butt in, but I'm, I mean to butt in because I, I hit the wrong button. Okay, so, go ahead. Go ahead hey, happy, happy birthday, birthday, Michelle, from the deep Hi, south. Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Hi, guys. You guys are looking young. <laughs> happy. Oh, can I have some grenades? Why didn't you? What? Say, Go ahead. say it again. Philippians 3, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. Wow. Happy birthday. Amen. I would like some bananas. Would you just ship some, please? I, I told Michelle, to listen, we're going to do, do one of them robo-infomercials right now. Okay, so Michelle, right now, we're going to send you a can of the chicory coffee. But wait, there's more. We're also going to send you a king cake for the family to enjoy for your birthday. How's that sound? Ooh. That's oh, man. <laughs> you the okay. man and the woman. Bless you hey, guys. We love you guys. We love you. Love you guys hey, too. Coach, you just said something uh, about second truth and, and man, it just that's why I hit the wrong button. I was going to the scripture. Proverbs 18:17 says, The first to plead his case seems right until another comes along <laughs> and examines it. Amen. Amen. Uh, so think think of uh, think of our children. Some of us are having trouble with our kids, right? They get older, they're walking away from the faith. See, they had the first truth, which was that Jesus was real. And then what was the second truth? They went into school, and for 18 years they were taught that he wasn't real. And they're having a hard time releasing that second truth that's come upon them, right? I tried religion. I tried. I was raised in church. I tried that Jesus. See what, I'm, see what that is? It's very powerful, I think. Jeff Klein, come on in. Well, happy birthday, Michelle. Yep. Hey. Coach, you talk about Michelle with her caring and giving and serving and then prayer and healing was just mentioned. I got to share this. It was tough every day jumping in that car with Vicki Miller, some other man's wife. And I had to do it for about three or four weeks. So what do we do? We call Michelle. Ricky Miller was in the hospital dying Pardon me, Jeff. Let me get the background. Ricky Miller was in the hospital dying, and Jeff and Vicky, Ricky's wife, would get in the car every day and drive to the hospital. Go ahead, Jeff. That was powerful. Can't hear him. You muted, Jeff. You muted. We'd get in the car every morning to head to Columbus, our drive. And so we'd start the drive off. Before we pulled out of the driveway, we'd call Michelle. Vicky look at me and I'm down the phone. She knew what I was doing and Michelle would get on there and she would just, it was the greatest prayers every morning. Vicky just so appreciated it. And it just encouraged us and it started our trip and twice over on the way and back. Cause she'd always pray for Ricky and Vicky and our safe travels. And twice we were almost in accidents 
at about 70, 80 miles an hour on 71. And right after the accident, Vicky would say, Michelle prayed. She's like, hallelujah, we didn't get killed. Just so many things happened, but it was always good to hear her bubbly voice and just the prayers were powerful. She was just oh, great. She's, she's an encourager. I for remember sure. that, yep. man. Ricky's a living, breathing, walking miracle, that guy. Thanks, mm-hmm. for, thanks for saying that, Jeff. Yeah. Mark, come on in then, Craig. Happy birthday, Michelle. Thank you. You guys, I've forgotten to stay up there and just see a little peek of uh, – what coach has going on on the hill in Thornville. And I'm telling you, coach, y'all's relationship is just uh, amazing. It is. And uh, I've, I've learned a lot just, just hanging out with you guys. And Michelle, you're an inspiration just seeing how you take care of your grandchildren. And I just want to encourage you on your birthday. We love you. Uh, 66. Wow. Mm-hmm. So um, the second true thing, I'm going to mention something real quick, is you have to unlearn. If you are unwilling to unlearn anything, then you got to question. You got to really, really question because Peter had to unlearn whatever he was thinking. It took the cock crowing three times for him to unlearn and believe in Jesus. Amen, buddy. Walked with him, talked with him. First one to say, you're the son, you're the Christ, and he didn't believe. So we have to be able to unlearn. We can't be so fixed in our convictions that we can't learn from a brother and sister in Christ. Amen on that one, brother. Amen. Oh, amen on that. Thanks, Mark. We love you, buddy. Craig, come on in. And Debbie. Hey, Coach. uh, You know, the the verse I think is really appropriates what you're talking about is when you come up to different things, it's in – Proverbs eighteen twenty one. it says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. And mm. sometimes, you know, you got to speak life. You got to speak life into a situation. I remember when we came up to Sky High the first time, and you just had purchased that house. You got us all together there. And he said, you stopped everybody. He said, man, there's life back in this house again. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, boy, Amen. That was, that's just amazing, the things that impact your life, the things that you remember. But I remember uh, just about Michelle, uh, uh, you know, I always anybody that's that's married knows that, uh, you know, there's there's one that goes before and there's one that's a little bit behind. But it's really the one that's behind. That's 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 the that's the energy of the one that's a, a, a four. And, uh, you know, I told uh, I told Michelle, maybe she'll remember the story. I said, you know, I was reading this and about Zipporah, which was uh, Moses's wife. And, you know, here he is. You know, he's, he's got the download from God. He's he's getting ready to go. And he, and he doesn't circumcise his son. And uh, I'll read this from Exodus 4, um, uh, 24. It says, it came pass on the way that at the encampment that the Lord met him and sought to kill him. In other words, God's getting ready to take him out. Then Zipporah, which is his wife, took a sharp stone and cut off the foreskin of her son and cast it at Moses' feet and said, surely are you a husband of blood to me. So he let him go. And then she said, you are a husband of blood because of the circumcision. And the thing that I just kind of took away from that is, and, you know, you're getting ready to come out here to Maryland, you know, uh, there's a lot of sacrifice of your personal time. And Michelle is always there supporting you. And here it is your birthday. You're driving out here. We appreciate you, Michelle. We appreciate the sacrifices of your family. And uh, we know, we know in the background, you're right there. And so you're in our hearts. Thank you very much. Thanks, Craig. And the truth is she never tells me not to go unless she has a fear for my safety or something like that. 
Otherwise, she has never in our marriage ever said, are you going to go again? Don't you ever stay home? Never, ever has come out of her mouth. That, that, that says something. Debbie, come on in and John. Happy birthday. And Thanks, I, um, I still continue to tell people what a life-changing visit that was with you and Coach for just a few days. Amen. And uh, I made your daughter's chili with the sweet potatoes the other day. And <laughs> I just, it was a life-changing experience to have you and Coach stop what you were doing, take care of whatever I needed, listen to me, and include me in whatever you were doing for that day. And such a great grandmother. I mean, mm. such a great grandmother. And so I'm so happy all these little babies are in the world and healthy and little Declan is is thriving and everything. And I love you very much. And I will make it back there. All right. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Bless you, Dan. I appreciate you saying that, of course. What a wonderful woman I have. John. John Carlson, the Jack. Hey, happy birthday, Michelle. Thanks, John. That's all right. Hey, Shelly, I want to tell you the, the probably my favorite memory was uh, we were at a function together, you and uh, Coach and our family and the whole group. Uh, but you were holding a little feller on your knee. Uh, his name is Matthew. He's about six foot two now and about 240 pounds. But uh, I'll never forget you saying, I don't have any of these yet. I want some. Well, congratulations. The Lord has definitely filled your quiver and blessed you. And uh, you know what? You too, uh, you deserve more than anybody I know of. So congratulations and uh Happy birthday. Thanks, Thank John. You. Best right. to Carla. Yep. Jack. Carla, hey. Jack. And Don. You muted, Jack. Well, Tracy wanted well, to know. Yeah, Tracy wanted to say something. Come on, come on in, Don Voss. Jack's having a hard time getting there. Hang on, Don. Tracy says uh, she wants to know. What do you what do you turn to in that moment when you finally get some alone time? She actually hates alone time, but yeah. go ahead. Yeah, I, I I wanted to say the be still and know that I am God. That's what I try to do. I just stop everything, sit in the chair. I have that verse on my well, what is it, Psalm thirty? What's that? can't even think what the scripture is. And that's what I do. I just sit. I don't open the Bible. I don't open a book. I just sit and be still and listen to the voice of God. Psalm 4610. Thank you. 4610. Then I can slow down because everything else distracts me. But if you just sit and be still and listen. Hmm. You know, she's she's unique in that. Little things will cause her anxiety. Oh, Hang on. That's you. Big things. Man, she stands like a rock. Something traumatic happens. Yeah. She's solid as a rock. It's little things. Little worries about this thing. This uh, when, the, when the bomb drops, she's the first one to stand there. I, I really admire that about her. That's what I say. And just sit and listen. Be still. And it encourage your spirit and your emotions. Because you will hear from the Lord, but you have to be still and stop on purpose. Don Voss. Hi, Don from Wisconsin. Yeah. Good morning and happy birthday, Michelle. Um, Thank you. When when I first met you, it was pretty impressive. Um, You always have an open heart and open arms. Big heart. Your hugs, I miss. (laughs) 
Oh. But listen, um, behind every good man is a greater woman. Keep encouraging him, and I just love you both, and I, I wish God's blessings continued on you both. Amen. Hey, I want Thanks, you Don. to know. Thank you. I have your um, jars, so I'm going to give you. Don gives us sour. He gives us sauerkraut and stuff. So we need some sauerkraut. Don. I saved them for you the next time we'll, you come. We'll, we'll we'll take care of that later. <laughs> that's not my. That's not my. <laughs> I have them saved for you. She, yep, Thank she, you. Amen. Amen. Anybody else want to pop in there? Michelle, words okay. words of wisdom here. Oh gosh, I just want to say from the bottom of my heart I'm going to start crying thank you for each and every one of you it just and maybe I don't know you personally but we couldn't be here without your support and your love and your prayers and your gifts and your talents each one of you is so unique to this ministry and it's the same thing, one body and many members, and that's what we are. We all we all come together with different, like I said, gifts and talents, and we couldn't be here today without each and every one of you. Yeah. And so I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. I love you. I just love what you bring. Maybe, like I said, I don't know you personally, but I love you. And some of you I do know personally. And I. Some of you don't love. We don't. I'm just kidding. kidding. You've been such a blessing and encouragement. Let me interrupt her. That's what I do for a living, right? Uh, You know, we've been talking about some edgy stuff over the last couple of days here. And uh, I've been getting some emails, some calls about different, different things. Hey, folks, listen. If we can't critically analyze our own faith, why, why do we even claim to have it? If, if I can't, I'm talking about a strong Christian. I understand weak brothers and sisters. I do understand that. But if a guy like me, who's, who I think I'm pretty grounded and rooted, uh, the satanic Bible ain't going to draw me away. <laughs> I'm sorry, it ain't going to, right? It ain't going to. The study of the Nephilim, it's not going to draw, draw me away from the truth. If it's not, right? So we, we have a real balance here that we're, that we're trying, to, trying to handle. We're trying to take people as deep as they're capable of going. And I appreciate those out there who think that we're going to uh, injure the weak amongst us. If you are a new Christian, you shouldn't be reading the Satanic Bible. All right. If you're the Clay sent me a video on the Satanic, the new Satanic oh, yeah, Bible. That right. Something. That's not for that's kind of stuff's not for everybody. But I'm, I'm trying to do a show that reaches all of us. I'm, I just don't don't want to be a Sunday morning church where we go there every Sunday morning. You hear the safe sermon. I don't want to do that. If the Nephilim are real, I want to know it. Don't you want to know it? If the Nephilim are coming back, I want to know that. Don't you want to know that? Huh? If they've lied to us about something, I want to know that. Don't you want to know that? Why do we want to know all this about the government? What really happened in Washington, D.C.? But we don't really want to know what really happened in the Old Testament surrounding it. So I'm just digging for truth. I want to know the truth because it'll, it'll make me free. Denny Bryant, come on in. Then Glenn. Danny. I just had to say happy birthday to Michelle. So. Yeah. Hi, Jenny. I Hi, got Monty. up in time. Yay. Hi to Marcy as well. Hi to Marcy. Say hi to Marcy. I will. Bless you, Denny. Thanks for being there. Glenn. Hey, hi, Michelle. Happy birthday to you. I just happy wanted to let you know, every time has a gathering, 
Serena says, is Michelle going to be there? And if you are, she's coming. <laughs> Not because of COVID, but because of you. That's it. You. Thank you for just thank just you. thank you for who you are. Bless you, Glenn. Appreciate you. Johnny Burkeen. Johnny, be good. How you doing, Johnny? Long time no see. Or yeah, I miss you guys. Love you and uh happy birthday. Thank you. I remember Johnny. meeting you guys in Jackson Hole, Wyoming on uh in 2016. A motorcycle cop from Las Vegas invited me out there. I swear I met you guys. Oh, be darn, huh? That's great, wasn't it, Johnny? I have some great, yep. great memories of that trip out through there for sure. That's when I first saw the uh, those glacier mountains, man. Unbelievable. They didn't have any foothills. Just all of a sudden, pew, they went straight up. Jackson Hole's probably the prettiest place in the world, I think. We love you, John. Miss you. Miss seeing you, bud. Haven't, you know, haven't been to any OSA events in a while. We don't get to see you much, but... Uh, you left your mark on us. You did. You and your truth truck. That's right. Amen, Johnny. Thanks, bud. Emma, come on in. And Betty. Happy birthday, Michelle. Um, Thank you, I, I loved hearing, I always love hearing about people's story, how they meet and that sort of thing. You met kind of on a blind date. That's how Tom and I met. And uh, you wanted kids and I wanted kids and of course, our husbands did too. And so it, it's just such a, a good thing to find out that we have walked in a parallel fashion. Yeah. But I, I didn't really, we knew about Coach having his difficulty in London and we prayed for you. I don't know how, probably through email. Um, so we prayed for you some, but, but now you guys are on my regular prayer list. So no, I just want to thank you both for being true to the word. Following hard after God, it has we we enrich our lives every day because we go to church every day. Thank you. Amen. We, we do, and know this, folks. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't do this alone. <laughs> there was a lot of I call it collateral damage. You know, I have a face of flint. It hits me, and it bounces off, and it hits those around me, those I love. So this has not been a. It's been a great journey. Wouldn't undo it. Do some things over, maybe different differently, but I wouldn't undo it for nothing. I just want to say really quickly that reminded me Emma's little greetings that all you moms and uh, young moms, if any are listening, there is no greater job than being a mom and a grandma. Um, we, our girls have their college educations and so do I, but Nothing can really compare to the importance of raising your children in the fear and admonition of the Lord. It's something to be proud of. It's greater than any career that you could ever uh, yep. search for. And I just want to encourage those moms. It's hard. It's a hard job. It's a hard job to ra- stay home, raise your kids, homeschool, lay down your education that you all thought you had to have. But um, grandma's just. All of a sudden you wake up and you're 66. Yeah. How the heck does that There's happen? There's nothing better that you can do. It's a season of life I'm in. God is equipping me um, to help help not only our girls, but anybody else. Because I just, it's our, the kids are our future. And they're uh, our legacy. It's, it's a hard job. The fruit of the womb is his reward, right? It's our, but, our grandchildren are our gift of the Lord. Right, and so God 
it just want to encourage those who are staying at home, who are homeschooling. It's the greatest reward that you'll, you'll never ever have yeah. as a mom, as a family. And um, I just, I don't know. I yeah. just wanted to say that and encourage those. Pretty and wise. Know. Isn't that something yeah. pretty and wise? Betty, come on in. Yes, they say first impressions are the lasting impressions, which is so true. There's no words that you can even speak of Michelle because they're so deep. You know, she is just so rolled up in one. When she first came up to me, I thought, wow, if there was more people like her, what a better world we would have. Because she is just rolled up in every great word there is in one bundle. Thanks. I want to thank you. She hadn't, she'll see me go crazy. Betty, I would say this. I can look at Michelle and say with a a truism, open heart, you get what you see with her. Just don't make me wear a mask or my ugly side (laughs) really comes out. But would you look at me and say, you get what you see with me? Yeah. That's it. We try to be genuine, man. Try to do. Yeah. 801. 801. She made it through. Thank you. Love you guys. Thank you again. I'm, I'm heading to Maryland. She's staying home. She'll be home all weekend, and I'll be in Maryland having a great event out there. Craig and Rusty, they've put a lot of work into it. Look forward to seeing a lot of you out there. He who findeth a wife findeth a good thing. It's better to live in an attic than with a contentious woman. That's what the Proverbs say. God bless you. We'll see you on Monday. Amen.